Welcome to this week's Gig News, your go-to podcast covering the latest news, trends, and viral posts from the delivery and rideshare sectors of the gig economy. Now, let's turn it over to your hosts, professional gig workers Chad, the gig economist, and Hannibal is hungry. Hey, happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Gig News Tonight with me, GigTube, Hannibal, and special guest co-host, Brian. Well, I almost said Instacart Bulldog. Now it's just Bulldog Delivers. Sorry, right? Bulldog Delivers, yes. Actually, let me get those uh, display names up. There we go. All right. <coughs> All right. I got well, good my... to see you both. Great to be back. I... Good to see bought... you, man. Good to see you. I bought this mug at Walmart tonight. Color of the beer almost matches my shirt. <laughs> nice. This is, I think I've drank this before. This is Moose Killer barley wine. It's super potent beer. I think it's twelve percent. I am going to be be careful. Rip, ripped at the end of this show. Yeah, be careful. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, out of Tampa, Florida. Yeah. Oh, ten percent, not not twelve percent, but. Yeah, ten percent is like Bud Light to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> oh, you know, I'll finally remember to plug the audio podcast. So if you guys are watching at home right now and you're like, I'm not going to sit here for an hour and watch these dudes, well, you don't have to. Tomorrow or later tonight, you can just download the audio podcast and listen in the car or at the gym or whatever you whatever you do while you're listen to podcasts what do you guys do while you listen to podcasts if you listen to podcasts me i usually watch oh uh I'll, let me jump in real quick i listen to all my podcasts in the car so driving my kids to school or doing errands or doing gig work um i don't listen to a lot of podcasts at home but on the rides uh in the car definitely when i go to bed <laughs> I mean, really, <laughs> I don't do it when I'm driving because I'm in and out of the car a lot. And then, you know, it's just any other time. There's really no good time to listen to it because I'm listening to the regular old radio uh, mm. during the day. So yeah, I just do it when I go to bed and helps put me to sleep. No offense, Chad. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say a joke. I had a joke. But I was like, yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> Who are you listening to? Are you listening to like ASMR podcasts or something? <laughs> Uh, I listen to Clark Howard, Handle on the Law. Um, th those are my two, my, my two regular routines. That's your like your white noise. Like you need something to kind of lull you into sleep. Yes, exactly. Because okay, no, when I, I was in high school and college years, it was it was the radio. Now it's this thing. You know, <laughs> Ain't no reason to bring race into this, Hannibal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's the part of the show where we tell the war stories. Anybody got anything funny, exciting, scary? Oh, you, you know, recent me. or <laughs> yeah. Well, since the last time you've been on the show, <laughs> oh, I got, no, I got nothing. Uh, I, I've okay. got one from the last okay. time I was on the show. I'll give you the fact, floor. All right, there is a uh, video I just did today about delivering to another customer's house. Uh, yeah, in case. Uh, yeah, the, the, the address gets changed. This isn't directly related to that, but I did showcase uh, a clip that I did with Officer Mike Wood here in Pensacola, Florida. And uh, he said we, we went through a whole bunch of gig worker safety. Well, one of the things that he said in that video was 
trust your gut instinct. If something doesn't feel right, get out of there. And it did happen to me. Um, I was delivering a Walmart order on Uber Eats. One of the few times I did a Walmart order, but there was like eight or 10 deliveries in this one. And the payout was like 60 or 80 bucks. I can't remember. So it was pretty darn good. And uh, the first delivery right off the bat ran into trouble, pulled into a driveway. There was no lights on anywhere. Pulled into the driveway. Guy comes out, says, what are you doing here? I said, trying to make a delivery from Walmart. Get out of here. I didn't order anything. So, well, is this <laughs> such, such an address? He says, just get out. Okay, bye. Yeah. If someone tells me to get out, I get out. I don't hang around and ask questions, especially at night in a sketchy part of town. Nope. Bye. So I back up out of the driveway, get out to the main road, go down the street a little bit, try calling the customer. And I uh, said, so I just got chased out of the drive. Was that your house? She goes, yeah, that's my house. So you can come back. So I really don't want to come back. And then <laughs> at that point, the guy comes ripping out of the driveway with his truck and a trailer, tries to block me in on the main road. Now everyone's blowing their horn at him. And he's, and then I saw two guys get out of the car. I saw there was a slight opening there. I took it and I just took off and I just barreled ass down the road as fast as I could to get to a safe spot that I knew existed. Um, but yeah. And then I just called Uber and I told them the whole story and they took the complaint very seriously. And I think they uh, deactivated that customer because of it, because that was a threat. It was a direct. That's threat. crazy. Did you that's get that on dash cam? I've heard. <laughs> yes, I. Safe, you know? I'm not going to share that publicly just because I'm protecting identities for that reason. But it is, yeah, it's quite a story, though. I don't know. I think <laughs> I, I would show the dash cam footage. I mean, you could blur out license plates and house numbers and stuff, but. Oh, there's no house. This is the thing. This is what ticks me off. Again, nighttime delivery, no house numbers, no porch lights. You know, that's just a recipe for disaster right there. This is why a lot of people don't do night deliveries because of that reason. Was it so. like a, a food delivery? Just like no, groceries? They, it was she ordered. Gosh, I can remember a couple of it was household items okay. you know, in that order. It was like, oh, yeah, well. Yeah, you said you did it on Uber Eats because uh, with Spark, which I've been doing a lot lately, uh -huh. they have um, Spark has like their own kind of like Amazon Flex style where like you go to a store and you get you get like a route of like anywhere from like eight to like 12 uh, deliveries and they're all the dot com orders. So right. it's like if you order something from Walmart.com and it says shipping, you think like it's going to send to you through the mail or through FedEx or whatever. But what they do is they send it to the store. And then they create these routes almost identical to Amazon flex. And like you go to the store and you get, you know, like it's only usually like, like I said, eight to 12 items, but it can be like anywhere up to like 20, 30, 40 miles. But they, it, the pay is usually pretty good. Like I, I had one a few nights ago. It was like almost $50 and it took me about two hours to knock them out. So I mean, it's like 25 bucks an hour. How many miles was it? Um, about 20 or so. It actually wasn't too okay. bad. Yeah, that would have yeah. fallen into my criteria. I would have done but, that. Like that's but how the... long did you wait at the store? Um yeah, I was there probably about a half hour, although it did give me a chance to uh go to the bathroom, grab a drink. Yeah, you know, this is why I don't like doing Walmart orders for yeah. that reason. I sit every Walmart order I have ever taken. I sit for 45 minutes, except for one. It was in a different town, about 70 miles from here. I walked right up. Boom. The guy answered the phone and he was out immediately with the items. And that was it. Yeah. You know, 
but they're they are getting better i mean it just kind of depends on the store and how busy it is and all that so yeah. I got I got hosed by Uber Eats on uh, Saturday, so oh, no. um, I got a. It was it's one of those times. I don't know if this has ever happened to you. Like, do you have like a sweet spot where you park? Yeah, and like all your apps will blow up at the same time. This happened yep. to me on this happened to me on Saturday. So I it had been a well. I mean, it, anything more than like five minutes feels like a long time when you're waiting um for gig work so i was parked at oddly enough a walmart parking lot and i get a uber eats in for a cvs like right up the road and at the same time a grubhub for uh buffalo wild wings and like they're about a half mile uh, apart from each other the cvs is real short it's like not even a half mile from the store of the customer and it was only three or four items so i'm like all right I'll drive by Buffalo Wild Wings and I'll hit I've arrived because they're never ready on time. So by the time right. I finish CVS and come back, it'll be ready. <laughs> um, so I get the CVS and the app's like glitching. I don't know if you've ever done a, a shop and pay through Uber Eats, like through CVS or Walgreens. I tried it at Walgreens one time and that turned into a big mess fast. Yeah. And that's what happened to me is like, apparently like I could tell that another uh, shopper or driver really had tried to shop the order because like like it just the way that the app was like I don't know if uh -huh. you ever done that on Instacart where another shopper abandoned oh, you can the, read the whole conversation yeah with the previous shopper yeah well I, this one I could tell because like I go on there and like it said refunded and like there was already an item refunded before I had even started shopping and like mm. I'm like I go to check out and like I'm I'm hitting start delivery and like it's a and like I'm getting an error so I start a chat with Uber support and they have like no idea what I'm talking about. And they're taking, and like, I'm like now I'm already like 10 minutes past my Grubhub time. Cause I should have been back. I should have been at, oh, I should have no. been at B-dubs no. by now. And I'm just, I'm like, you have seconds to resolve this. And like they, they did. So I just, I went back into the store and I returned the items just to cover my ass. And actually where's that? <laughs> Don't mind him. The host just walked away. There it is. Okay. Here's the, the return slip. And I sent a picture of this through the chat to Uber. Cause I'm like, I could have basically canceled the order. And I mean, the, the dude only bought, it was like a, a juice and crackers and cookies, you know, it was just total junk food. Um, and then I had to cancel the Grubhub and, ah. and Uber said they were going to give me a $4, you know, pity, right you know, pity pay and i never got it so oh man <laughs> i'll have to go back and check maybe it's there i don't know no, you're lucky they offered you four bucks usually it's two <laughs> yeah i was so i was pretty pissed hannibal doesn't have any war stories like no dogs <laughs> bite you or anything? no no i know no. i hope not i don't have i don't really have those kind of issues yeah i know hannibal's starting or have you already started your podcast with pedro no the official start date is june 8th oh okay so we oh, still got doing a lot of planning quite That'll a few be cool. yeah yeah cuddle bros i think that should be the name oh, of it oh no that's not the oh, name no. of it. <laughs> i love i love that no, if, if you haven't seen how so video talk yeah. about the cuddling that yeah, is yeah. Awesome. i mean that's a totally different thing um that i will pursue uh but yeah the name <laughs> of it is not it's just literally pedro and hannibal podcast it's gotta be you gotta get a punchier name than that, you know. 
I think it's fine. It, so you're saying Cuddle Bros is available. So yeah, <laughs> somebody's going to trademark that. You check that one out. <laughs> All right. You guys ready to read the news? I think we're having too much fun doing this. I know. <laughs> is there you know, it's funny. The last, the, news? Uh, the last three or four episodes have all been like bad news. And this one isn't a huge change, but... Um, all right, so this the biggest news of the week is Instacart is going to finally offer their IPO. From the New York Times, Instacart takes a big step toward a public offering. After a year of turmoil, the company said it plans to test the waters of Wall Street despite investors cooling on technology stocks. Instacart grocery delivery company said on Wednesday that it will test the waters for a public offering despite recent shakiness for tech stocks and the company's own turmoil over the past year. The company said it has filed papers for a so-called confidential filing, which means it does not yet have to disclose certain data about the company. The filing does not require Instacart to follow through with an initial public offering, but is considered a big step toward one. If Instacart does go public, it will be doing so at a risky time. Wall Street, spooked by inflation in the war in Ukraine, has been cool to tech stocks in recent months. The number of IPOs fell 80% from a year earlier as of May 4th. In March, the company slashed its valuation from $24 billion to f- from $40 billion, a rare move for a private startup. Um, the move to take the company public would be the next step in the new vision for Instacart laid out by Fiji Simo, the chief executive who stepped down or stepped in last summer for uh, Approva Meta. Instacart was working with Goldman Sachs and JP Morgan on the offering. And a blog posted on Wednesday commemorating Instacart's 10-year anniversary. Ms. Simo did not ne- directly address the company going public, but she said Instacart was building technology for the next 10 years of its grocery business. So um, the only thing that I would kind of disagree with about this article is that it's not that investors are cooling on technology (laughs) stocks. It's that we're in a bear market and pretty much in a recession in general. And I think things are going to get way worse before they get better. So, I mean, I don't know anything about, you know, that kind of economics, but I mean, if Instacart thinks they can make more money by going public now, instead of maybe waiting you know, until after the recession is over. I don't know. I think that this is going to play out exactly the same way Uber, DoorDash, Lyft, all those stocks. I mean, they like, they started out like, eh, they gained a little bit and then crash, although a lot of that had to do with COVID. And I mean, Uber and Lyft are, are virtually penny stocks at this point. And DoorDash is worth like, what, a third, maybe a, a quarter of what its IPO was. So, what do you guys think? No, uh, Brian, you're the guest. I'll, I'll let you go first. Well, I mean, I don't understand that whole financial thing with IPOs and the like, but uh, you know, I, I can just say this sounds sketchy at best. I, I really don't think Instacart's got that firm of a footing to do an IPO. There's some pressure coming in from somewhere to do this. Uh, they've already pushed this off before. So to see them try to sneak this around the back door, hoping nobody would notice in a way, which is kind of weird. You're going public, right? But, mm-hmm. you know, that's why I say there, there, there's there's some weird stuff here. But then again, with that company, doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> what do you think, Animal? I'm trying to think through it. I, I, I definitely agree with uh, you, Brian. I think there's something going on behind closed doors that's pressuring them to go public. Um, you know, same thing. We're not, I'm not an expert on, um, you know, financial matters and IPOs and are they look, they, they need the public money. They need people to invest, to keep going. I know there was rumors that they were supposed to get uh, brought by somebody and it was DoorDash has some rumors there. Um, this is the absolute worst time to try to get into a, a public offering. All the tech stocks are crashing. Um, yeah. 
And then Instacart is focused on grocery delivery where certain items to deliver are not available, like, you know, baby formula, for instance. So I, it must be something going on in a, in closed doors that are forcing or at least pushing Instacart to go in a, a public offering right now. Cause this is the absolute worst time. Yeah. Um, the other thing I would say is uh, the show Steve and I did a few weeks ago, <laughs> Ryan Bezlow, I think his name is, he did this huge tweet storm about what really happened with Instacart about the Sequoia capital, um they're the ones that like sequoia capital is like you know some huge venture capital firm and um they're the ones that pretty much installed fiji simo as ceo not a poor of a meta because you know he who pays the piper calls a tune you know so um they're they feel like they haven't gotten a, a decent return on their investment yet so i mean th this is this is probably their call and again, I think that they would know better than I would know. I mean, if I was in their position, I'd say like, hey, guys, maybe we should wait until the economy bounces back. Because I don't know if like that now is the best. Like, you, read the maybe, news, you know, maybe like it's possible it's gonna get, maybe it's going to get worse. Maybe they already forced like it's yeah. going to get worse. Let's jump in now because things will not get any better anytime soon. And they're making a calculator risk like things are going to not get better uh yeah. next year next or or even 2004 like 24 maybe we should jump in now perhaps that could be the strategy they're trying to implement are you gonna buy instacart no. stock no. <laughs> no, I'm not. what do you think it's gonna start out at? i've heard rumors it's probably gonna be about about 100 bucks 120 mm. you remember the doordash how, how, what was the star doordash <sighs> wasn't it like 200 or something it was pretty yeah, high it was pretty high yeah, maybe half that. Yeah, I can a certain see. North Carolina gig tuber said they are pushing for five hundred dollars a share. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe maybe by like twenty fifty. <laughs> so, all right, let's you know. And our next story follows up on this dovetails whatever from Business Insider. It's not just crypto that's struggling. Netflix, Uber, and other companies are warning of hard times ahead and preparing for the. I love this picture of these people taking a picture of a bear. <laughs> And like you think, what does that have to do with Netflix? It's because it's a bear market. That's it's a pun. So I'm just going to skip down a little bit here. I think it's worth addressing the elephant in the room, which is that, of course, the broader markets are down. Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong told investors on Wednesday, we're seeing a down market for growth tech stocks and risk ex risk assets. It's a cautionary tone that many corporate leaders are expressing in memos and earning calls in recent weeks. As a bite of inflation, rising wars, rising rates, war in Eastern Europe, and a slowdown in China mixed into a grim economic brew. In times of uncertainty, investors look for safety. Uber CEO Dara Kashroshawi wrote in a memo to employees a week after Uber reported our first quarter loss of $5.9 billion with a B. Under conditions like these, Kashroshawi said the, the company will treat hiring as a privilege and cut spending on the least efficient marketing and incentives. The average employee at Uber is barely over 30, which means you spent your career in a long and unprecedented bull run. This next period will be different, and it will require a different approach. Netflix saw its stock price plummet when reported that it lost subscribers for the first time in over a decade and projected another 2 million cancellation in coming months. That's probably gonna, I'll probably be one of those 2 million. Meanwhile, thousands of jobs are being cut across pandemic-era success stories like Carvana, Better, and Robinhood as those companies face rising labor costs and slowing sales. Whichever way you slice it, 2022 is shaping up to be a grizzly bear of a year. Now, we could just basically re 
state that we just said in the last segment. I don't have much to add on this other than yeah, it's it's not just a bear market. It's it's a recession, and we might not we might even be hitting the D word in a couple of years. Wait, what's the D oh yeah yeah that <laughs> depression? I don't yeah. know what you're <laughs> what my dad grew up in. Mm. He always told me All you right. never want to see a depression again. He says, I don't ever want to see that again. Well, he's he's now gone. You know, he's gone on to glory. But uh yeah, I mean that that is scary when you think about it, but I don't know. There, there's supposedly greater minds out there to get paid a lot more than you and I do that get to make these decisions. So <laughs> we're gonna have at it. Because they get their payday at the end, regardless. So let me ask you guys a question. You guys, um, investors at all, what have you done last maybe week or so? Have you um sold? Have you kept? Oh no. Brian, uh, I buy gasoline. <laughs> That's about <laughs> it. I sixty one dollars and twenty five cents in my gas investment. tank today. <laughs> Holy crap! Chad, I what sold. Have you been doing? I sold a little bit of Bitcoin. No, dude. I, I'm my my IRA is still all crypto and uh, oh, precious shit. metals backed, but <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to retire tomorrow. You know, it's, that's still decades in the future. I'm doing. So, I'm whole, I'm doing nothing because I feel like I. I do something now it'll be like that emotional like I, I see things are getting lower and lower let me get out now i'm like what, what uh, am i doing like, do? i'm not just i'm just gonna stay like it's not there's not it's not funds i need right now mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just gonna hold i mean crypto's getting i'm getting washed i'm getting washed. Look, 10 20 year plan right you know uh yeah yeah you know yeah nothing like i need that oh, take out that money like it's emergency or anything like that so that's what that's my plan i'm no financial advice. don't follow me clearly but that's just my uh yeah, I should have checked. Uh, I should have checked this, but what this morning, uh, before the market opened, Lyft was exactly twenty dollars. So I bought two and a half shares. What is it now? I think I've lost more on Lyft than any other company. Well, uh, and DoorDash. Uh, but they make it make around. So uh, it, it's nineteen fourteen right now. So I lost. <laughs> I already lost like what eighty six cents, seventy six cents, eighty six cents. Mm-hmm. how many shares do i own i don't know um yeah so not much to say about this other than um the everything is general and down in fact we got another if one business insider story isn't good enough here's another one inside the rise of multi-apping by gig workers and why it's bad news for uber and lyft now pay attention because you're going to see at least two gig tubers mentioned in this article all right in 2020 at the beginning of covid larry duncan it was forced to take an eight-month break from his job as a ride-sharing driver for Uber and Lyft to switch to food delivery. His other gig as an IT specialist in the city of Bowling Green, Kentucky, didn't want to risk him getting sick. Now, Larry Duncan is better known as Lifting with Larry. Uh, he has a podcast called Lifting with Larry. He also has a YouTube channel called Lifting with Larry, Twitter. Uh, so he hasn't posted a podcast in like a year. And I actually uh, messaged him, and he said he's you know thinking about bringing it back. And uh, I'm hoping to have him on my podcast in the next few weeks. So. Yeah, check out Lifting with Larry. Although he he goes into real estate now, and he has uh, uh, his Instagram is called Listing with Larry, which I thought was brilliant. So he's Lifting with Larry and Lifting with Larry. Anyway, back to it. Much of the surprise, the money wasn't that bad doing food delivery. People tipped a lot early in the pandemic, and while he's since gone back to driving passengers, he said he missed the interactions with people. 
Duncan noted that many of his fellow drivers had switched to delivery and never looked back. If you're making the same or less money, you don't have to worry about somebody carjacking you. That behooves itself for a lot of reasons to stay with food delivery, Duncan said. While this has been good for many drivers, it's been worrying for ride-hailing apps, which two years later haven't seen a full rebound in the once-reliable pool of people wanting to shuttle passengers. Some drivers for Lyft and Uber told Insider they switched to delivering meals or groceries, like me, or have taken advantage of a widening array of gig driver apps. Others left driving entirely because of high gas prices. Uh, when the companies invested in driver incentives in the spring of 2021, it was while COVID vaccines were being rolled out widely. Rider demand began to take off and Uber and Lyft cash injections were about shoring up the supply. One problem multiple drivers told Insider was people were quick to take advantage of the payouts and then bail. I've been, I was one of them. Those super high price offers are not getting people to go. I'm going to be a rideshare driver again. People go after that money. Then they stop doing Lyft. Exactly. That was me. Said Steve Johnson of Rideshare Rodeo or Uber and Lyft drivers.com. Rideshare services also have to contend with an increasing array of gig apps. Well, the general wisdom among gig workers is that ridesharing is the most reliable service when it comes to steady supply of work. The pay has gotten pretty competitive from other services. More and more drivers are multi-apping, picking and choosing work from Instacart and DoorDash, as well as Amazon Flex, Walmart, Spark, and Target owned Shipped. Then there's gas prices. Nearly all drivers who spoke with Insider mentioned the skyrocketing cost of gas being concerned. Most of the gig companies have implemented some kind of subsidy to offset the increase. But even if that helps, prices can still play a part in pushing drivers away from doing rideshare. Food delivery is often more appealing because the shorter distances mean fewer miles on a car per trip. Yep, exactly. These companies are used to churning through drivers on a regular basis. Uber spokesperson said that since the incentives last year, Uber's driver retention improved, and drivers like Johnson, who've been doing it for years, said they've seen new drivers go through a honeymoon period where they enjoy working for the platforms, but slowly get disillusioned. So, um, yeah, this sounds like that CNBC story that I was in last August or whatever. But, I mean, they nailed it on the head. And actually, if you saw or heard uh, the Gig Economy podcast, Jason and Jesper, and I, I, Steve was on that show last week. Um, I they mentioned Hannibal. I guess you were watching in the live stream. Uh, they talked about this art, or well, Steve mentioned that he was interviewed for this story. But I mean, it's it's the same old story. It's like they're Uber and Lyft pay drivers peanuts, especially in the Orlando area. I mean, in Seattle, they get like over a dollar a mile, um, and I think they have a minimum wage or something like that too. But I mean, I said it a million times, and I'll keep saying it: rideshare is for suckers. Why would you, or at least in my market, why would you, you know, drive? tons and tons of miles on your car to make, you know, 54 cents a mile, eight cents a minute when you can do Instacart, Grubdash Eats, Amazon Flex, like I do. Um, I know either, I know neither of you guys do um, rideshare, but let me, let me pose this question to you. How much would Uber and Lyft have to pay you to do rideshare? And don't say there's no number because there's definitely a number. Two bucks a mile, just like I do with the food deliveries. That's my rule. Two bucks a mile. Uh, interesting story, though. I was just talking with a, a Uber driver, and he was telling me that a couple, just a couple nights ago, at uh, the airport, Destin Fort Walton Beach Airport in Valparaiso, he said that Uber was offering eighty dollar peak pay, eighty bucks. This was <laughs> at night, and he says not counting the fares. You know, that's just just to get you out there. Eighty bucks, like holy crap. So that was insane. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think he, he, he does a mixed bag of stuff. He does the deliveries and, and that. So he, he obviously doesn't do just the ride share and live off of that. I would, I would need to see, you know, pictures or didn't happen on, on that. Maybe he meant like eight or like 
There's some way they would do 80. it. I, I've like I've a, seen I've seen ridiculous things at Pensacola Airport too. I've seen twenty some dollar uh, boost, you know, for that. So uh, that airport out there that he was talking about, I know that airport, and I know it is busy, and it is a growing airport. So yeah, that, that I I don't think he was lying on that one. I, I'll take his word for it. Hannibal, I know you don't do rideshare, but how much would Uber or Lyft have to offer you for you to even consider I, doing it? It's interesting. If I had the ability to do rideshare, I would. But you need a TLC license and you got to spend money and a lot of paperwork and a lot of legwork that I guess I'm not interested in doing. I guess is that paying? <laughs> I'm not even sure how well um, it pays here. I know there's tons, there's thousands of cars all around all the time. I think people do well enough to continue to do it. Um, I'm sure they supplement and do other apps, but um, I think it's always been a th- uh, theme for a cab driver in New York City. If you live in your car and you work 10, 12 hours a day, you'll make some decent money. Now, whatever that kind of money is decent, depends on the person. But um, if I if it was as simple as like some markets where you kind of just sign up and you just do it, I will do it. But it's a lot of work you have to to be a, a cab driver in New York City. So, um yeah, it would have to be really substantial because uh, I know most people don't tip here. Well, yeah. people that I, I guess the areas that I'll probably be stuck doing because if you, everyone's going to be in my hand, I'll be around a lot of non-tippers. So, yeah, it would have to be really substantial. But I, I don't have a reference to even answer that question, though. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, it's just again, it's just same old story of like, of course, we're multi-apping. In fact, I might even call up Business Insider for being behind the times like this is people have been multi-apping for years now and uh uber and lyft until they start paying their drivers a decent wage which is probably never going to happen i mean we saw the last story 5.9 billion dollar loss you know yeah <laughs> until that's a a gain not a loss uh, i don't think they're going to raise their rates anytime soon all right i guess this is a good time to take our first break we'll be back in 35 seconds Are you a DoorDash delivery driver? Would you like to be safer and less stressed while driving and earn more at the same time? The Driver's Utility Helper app allows you to do just that. Create custom filters and its automated system does the work for you, automatically declining unwanted low-paying requests and accepting more profitable requests so you can focus on driving. Visit acceptordecline.com to get started today. There was a, a chat in the comment or comment uh, in the chat, I should say. <laughs> uh, grinding DoorDash with Levi said, I hear about this Hannibal guy a lot. He from TN, I guess, Tennessee. No, Hannibal's from Brooklyn. No, but I, 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 <laughs> my places I would like to move to, and Tennessee is one of them. Uh, or, well, Florida seems to be oversaturated. So, no, Texas is. No, we still got plenty of room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, 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 that's not heard. I heard it's like everyone's moving down there. But yeah, I think Tennessee. Tennessee they are. <laughs> a lot of people are. Isn't Tennessee? I think. I think Tennessee is one of those states with no state income tax. So correct. Nice. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's move on. Our next two stories are both New York City related. Uh, so it's a good thing we have a New Yorker in the house. So let's talk about this one. Uh, rapid grocery delivery service bike accused of wage theft by former workers. Um, this dude, his name's Michael Perez, former bike uh, location 
So they mentioned this dude. This is a really long article, so I'm just trying to get to bullet points here. Prior to its abrupt closure, Bike was one of the largest and most rapid-growing ultra-fast delivery grocery apps in New York City, promising its customers deliveries in 15 minutes or less. Three former bike workers said that the company delivered something else, wage theft and mistreatment. <laughs> two, two of the workers Terrible. accused Bike of misclassifying them as independent contractors instead of employees, stealing their tips and failing to provide them pay stubs. The third accused the company of failing to pay his full wages and firing him when he complained. Uh, as of February, there were at least seven different companies competing against one another in the space and the six largest companies, Getter, DoorDash, GoPuff, Gorillas, Joker, and Bike, and received a combined $5.5 billion in venture capital funding. Bike launched the New York market in 2021, $46 million in seed funding led by Russian venture capital firm Fort Ross Ventures. When Bike first entered the New York market, some observers raised questions about the viability of its business model. None of the company relied on low-paid labor. Bike promised that it would use a different model, said it would hire full-time staffers, deliver them benefits like medical insurance, commuter compensation, or 401k. Perez was not technically employed of the Bike. Uh, he was an employee of Foodstart, who worked as an independent contractor for Bike. Perez found the job more difficult than expected. Management prioritized delivery speed over career safety, he said, and several of his coworkers were hit by cars as they were making uh, deliveries. Couriers were asked to deliver groceries that exceeded Bike's maximum order weight of 26 pounds. It made it uh, difficult to deliver. Although Perez had, not, had only been hired to make grocery deliveries, bike managers would also ask him to do work around the warehouse, including inventory, cleaning, and light maintenance work. Uh, when he complained to the HR department about the lack of overtime and tips, the company blamed Foodstart, but when he complained to Foodstart, the company blamed Bike. Um, it goes on, and there's a couple other uh, people mentioned this article, but uh, this kind of reminds me of uh, what Steve was predicting Um if Uber and Lyft ever go to a an employee model, is that it'll be a franchise model? So basically, that food start or whatever is like they like they're the franchisee, and then they hire you. So, I mean, this I want to believe this, dude. It it sounds totally legit. I mean, all these ultra fast deliveries have had nothing but you know uh, bad PR, especially GoPuff, and I mean bike. As far as I know. Uh, has either already folded or severely, you know, uh, severely contracted. So, I'm trying to remember uh, the last time I've seen one around. It probably maybe a maybe a month or two. I've seen it, and another reason I know it's from Bike because they have of all the colors, brand colors of all the companies, uh, W2 or uh, food delivery. Yeah, there's the ugliest colors, uh, like it's a like yellow and pink, and they make yeah. it. It's it smells like vomit. Um, <laughs> I believe. I believe in, yeah. in the W2, Well, in it the stands contract. out. Yeah, yeah, it stands out, and the fact that they're still getting having issues with you know cars and I mean traffic. New York traffic is really really aggressive, and if most bikers that I've seen are pretty aggressive too, they're trying to get as much money as possible. They're trying to get those deliveries done. Um, the, I guess I, I I think a lot of his uh, complaints are probably legit, especially the fact that the PR representative, the lawyer, declined to comment. <laughs> they didn't, yeah. like, Listen, we need to get more information about this. It sounds like it's bad. Usually, you you know, you want your lawyer to be up up front and say, "Hey, listen, what their you know accusations are false," and we were no, they're like no comment. So don't sound pretty good on their end. And a lot of these small ultra fast deliveries companies are going to fold or get brought up anyway. There's too many of them. There's like you just counted how many and in New York City alone is all of them. Eventually, some of these are going to have to get uh, brought out. I was going to say, it sounds like he was an employee, but getting treated like an independent contractor. 
you know so i think he if, if what he said is true i think he has like a legit gripe to like you know back wages and or yeah Leo. Go, go, take, <laughs> take his complaint to the u.s department of labor that, that's what they're there yeah. for yeah and, and yeah. It also this is one of the typical things you have to deal with as an employee where certain safety um precautions are thrown away because they got to get stuff done quickly you're doing jobs you may not even in your job description these are the kind of things that kind of happen, especially with these uh, weird startups. And, you know, like I said, I don't think this company is going to be around for a while or around in the long term. Yeah, I, I thought they were gone officially. <clears throat> well, if one bad ultra fast, you know, here, I'll, I'll, we got a twofer here. So I just mentioned GoPuff. Here's from the New York Post. Grocery app GoPuff snubs traffic laws delivering snacks in New York City. All right, so deep-pocketed startup GoPuff is on a hiring binge to recruit delivery workers who drive cars, even as surging congestion in the city slows traffic to a crawl. And some locals complain that idling and double-parked delivery cars are ruining their quality of life. On the Upper East Side, GoPuff drivers regularly sit in their cars across the street from a GoPuff location on Lexington Ave um, for up to 30 minutes at a time, neighbors say. The same unmarked cars repeatedly park in front of residential buildings and stores while the drivers wait for packages to deliver. The space is zoned for commercial vehicles and makes stops and deliveries. Uh, cars picking up GoPuff goods don't have the required commercial license, uh, uh, neighbors say. Uh, neighbors say GoPuff has used cars in New York City since at least February when Carnegie Hill City Council member Julie Menon sent a letter to its co-founders and CEOs, Rafael Ishalev and Yakir Gola, to complain about GoPuff delivery vehicles raining double park for lengthy periods of time, trapping residents' cars until delivery drivers finally come out to move their vehicles. Uh, again, this is actually pretty long for a New York Post article. I'm just going to read the highlights here. GoPuff previously, previously unreported use of cars in New York City has been so under the radar that even when the industry's biggest critics, City Council Member Gail Brewer was unaware that it was using drivers. Uh, following fellow grocery delivery apps, Gorillas, Getter, and Joker, all confirmed the post that they never used cars for delivery in New York. And let's see, GoPuff's shift to drivers comes weeks after the company laid off hundreds of employees in an attempt to cut costs amid an economic slump. It's making it mm. difficult for, for unprofitable tech firms to raise money. Um, something that was mentioned in this story, I, I just didn't highlight it. It was that um, they GoPuff put ads for drivers needed, but um, they said, oh, those aren't for people with cars. It's, it's meant for bikes because I guess they're not zoned for, you know, vehicles like gopuff Go are supposed to be bike career so i don't know again hannibal is there on the well, scene yeah i mean <laughs> the whole double parking thing and blocking everyone welcome to new york city um i know that it must be you know you know the rich folks up there complaining but you live in a hood uh you live near a domino's or papa john's where there's delivery drivers they're double parked you've been around an auto shop we double park in new york city that's what we do fedex ups no one puts a car in a parking space first there, there aren't any and no yeah. one wants to park at the fire hydrant that was my go-to move um i have a really small car that my wife's car i use for deliveries i would i would try to fit myself in. i wouldn't i would hate to double park unless i absolutely had to but in new york city we don't like each other or care about each other We're, we don't care so we will double park and sometimes i've seen people double park or block like a one-way street to run in and either to get a get something uh, a delivery or a package like we don't care about each other here so this is not something unique <laughs> with GoPuff um it just, it just that's just way you it, there's no space there isn't any space and I think GoPuff should not really use the whole car thing because yeah you don't have a lot of space to do what you have to do 
it, it needs to be bikes, e, uh, e-scooters, and that thing. So, what do they do in the winter when it snows? They're they're on their bikes. <laughs> they're on their bikes all there. I mean, I don't know if you've seen that story. A couple of when that last hurricane that came over here, and there were bike guys on their bikes in like knee high water. <laughs> I think we covered that. that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we we uh, we use the bikes every day all day like that's just and they hustling out there that's the only means of making money so i understand you know what they have to do you know, to make money of the three of us brian is actually in with gopuff have you done any more delivery since that one a few weeks ago nope nope haven't <laughs> i just you know first time uh i was like 15 bucks an hour <laughs> no i think i made yeah. 13 but yeah mm. that was it it was just it was not worth it and i mean I, I still get the notifications from them. I got one just the other night. It was like 1030 at night. Hey, we got orders pouring in. Come work on demand. So I'm like, nah, it's okay. I'll pass. Thank you. I'll stay just right delete here. The <laughs> delete yeah, the app. Yeah, I thought about that. It's just, eh, I don't know. You know, you, you, I, you always got to have a backup it. plan. I know. You, you just got to have a backup plan. That's all. You know, that, a world that's of one of them. Like, I deleted a uh, roadie the other day. Are you on with roadie? No. Uh, well, you're not missing. I don't think they even do roadie around here. I think I tried looking it no, up it's, once. It's nationwide. I mean, it's mostly huh. advanced auto parts and Home Depot deliveries and bringing oh. somebody's luggage back from the airport. But okay. they all pay like 50 cents a mile. So it's, oh, that's it's only. No, no. Yeah, it's only worth it if you're sitting in the store parking lot and it's like a two mile delivery because then like you get the base pay, which I think is like seven dollars. So, I mean, $7 for two or three miles isn't bad, but when they want you to go 30 miles for 15, screw that. Yeah, no. <laughs> anyway. Nope. All right, so our next two stories are going to take us overseas, first to Australia and then to England. So this is from the dailymail.com. Proceed with caution. It gets a uh, 64.5 out of 100, according to NewsGuard, which is still a pass, but anyway. Uh, female Uber drivers will be allowed to turn down male passengers in Australia. So do you think it's fair? Female and non-binary Uber drivers have been given the power to refuse to take male passengers. The rideshare service services women rider preference policy came into effect on Wednesday in a bid to encourage a higher number of female drivers. Uber says the policy will provide drivers with peace of mind about who is getting into the car. In Mexico, where the policy is already in place, it led to a 40% increase in female drivers, the company claims. But the policy has already come under fire with Rosalini Pierrazzi, president of the Rideshare Drivers Association of Australia, admitting it could be problematic. Whether you're looking at it from a passenger's direction or whether from the driver's perspective, it could be a bit sexist on both sides, she said on the radio. Ms. Pierrazzi said women drivers would feel a lot more secure doing the evening peak shift if they could pick up just female passengers, but that the reverse situation, men being allowed to turn down female passengers, is not an option. After speaking with Ms. Parazzi, talkback host Neil Mitchell said he could see what Uber was trying to achieve, but wonder if it was legal. You're not supposed to discriminate on the basis of gender. Well, it's certainly discriminating on the basis of gender, he said. And I wonder if female drivers can reject a trans passenger who is born male. So um, I don't know anything about Australian law, but this would not technically this wouldn't fly in America because of the Civil Rights Act and all that stuff. But I, I understand the the intent. But if you're going to do that, th like they made a point of saying is that women can discriminate against men, but men can't discriminate against women. So, if, I mean, if you made it an even thing, although I don't think like most I, as a former rideshare driver myself, I will say that I preferred female passengers than men. 
Um, but um, oh, they're usually just better behaved and um, I mean, usually better looking. <laughs> um, you know, uh, uh, much less of a chance that a, a female uh, rider is going to try to split your throat or carjack you or just yeah. be, argue with you or whatever. You might never kill anybody. You're right. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I've never been to Australia, but I mean, that country has been through a well, lot. They, they're, a little, they're a little different. I mean, yeah. some of the stuff I've lost. They still have concentration camps there. That's what I'm saying. Like the uh, the news I've heard about how they dealt with um, our situation, you know, I guess the global situation with uh, yeah. Rona Rona. So they're, they're <laughs> a little different in how they, they operate. Um, I understand it, but yeah, here it wouldn't fly. You know, you can't discriminate based on appearances, obviously. So, but I get it. Like I understand that point, but yeah, Australia is a different animal altogether. <laughs> Did you ever see uh, that show, Bojack Horseman? I tried. It's not my cup of tea. Oh, you got to watch that show. It is. I mean, at least the first three seasons are great. That is, is horse talking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you like family guy and Simpsons and South park, I mean, it's kind of similar to that, but one of the, one of the stories in, in the show is uh, that they start a all female ride service where it's all the passengers and all the drivers are women. So it's like, it's all, I mean, and then, well, I don't want to huge spoilers, but I mean, it, it does not go as planned. And trust me, <laughs> if you haven't watched Bojack, you are in for a treat, man. Watch that, <laughs> especially the first season is is hilarious. You ever seen it, Brian? No, nope, <laughs> <laughs> never heard of it. Never heard, <laughs> heard just of now. it. Yeah, it's, a, it's a good it's on Netflix. I, I know people like it. I, I, yeah. I'm, yeah, Will Fort or not Will Forte, <laughs> um, Will Arnett. It, yeah, he does I'm the voice of, he's a yeah. funny guy. By the way, if anybody's wondering, I am not wearing lipstick. It's just whenever I wear this shirt, it makes my lips like super red. Oh, and also, what? I'm drinking a Don't red beer. Lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's move on. So we went from Australia. Now we're going. I to don't England. judge. <laughs> <laughs> Deliveroo's UK riders win collective bargaining rights under a union deal. There's Deliveroo. Deliveroo signed on Thursday has signed an agreement with trade union GMB to give the food delivery firms 90,000 self-employed riders in Britain the rights to collective bargaining on paying consultation on benefits. Uh, the British company said it will pay a floor. Well, a pay floor will be guaranteed to riders as part of the deal and will be discussed annually with the GMB union. Deliveroo riders, why do they call them riders or drivers? Like when I hear rider, I think like, you know, Uber or Lyft rider, not driver. Anyway, uh, they're currently paid minimum wage plus cost while on an order, but the company said most riders earn more than that. A British court last year confirmed that delivery riders were self-employed, disappointing some workers who believe they should be considered employees, which would have made them el eligible for benefits. The deal with GMB recognizes that delivery riders are self-employed, the company said. The agreement will also allow GMB to represent individual, individual riders in disputes. In France, Deliveroo was last month found guilty of abusing riders' rights while the Amazon-backed company was forced to pause plans to cut pay for drivers in the United Arab Emirates last week after a rare strike. Oh, that's interesting. You know, I didn't know that Deliveroo was... Am it just says Amazon-backed. Are they outright owned by Amazon? I don't know. But um, mm -hmm. speaking of Deliveroo in England... Uh, on not Tuesday when I usually do my interview show, but on Wednesday afternoon at two o'clock, I will be interviewing Atlanta delivers. She's in England and, uh, she's kind of like the British 
Kim side money plans or gig mom or one of those. Uh, so check that out Wednesday at two Eastern time. Uh, I'll be asking her about this. So this, it's funny cause I kind of buried the story, but it's actually, I think it's actually kind of a big deal. I mean, we saw what's happening in Seattle and obviously California with AB five prop 22. Um, and usually whatever England does is about five years ahead of what we do. So I don't know, does this guy, does this make you nervous or is it, should we, you know, is this going to happen here? What do you think? Brian thinks no, but I nah, think, yes. I, I think, think I think eventually we are heading towards uh, being an employee. The way things are going now, the midterm elections can kind of change the dynamics of what's going to happen or at least block it from happening any, like sooner. <laughs> Um, and it looks like that's where it's going with the yeah. way the midterms are, but you never know stories coming and changing. If enough people come all and vote, you never know. But I think that's where it's going. The labor movement has been pushing Amazon, yeah. Starbucks, well, like it's they're getting a, they're getting a lot of push from unions and that type of thing. And also the laws is kind of being passed. So that's just my thought. I hope I, I hope Brian is right. It's not, but that's just <laughs> that's my feeling. The next couple of years. Yeah, at least not on a federal level anyway. I, I do think this yeah. will be addressed more and more by the states, as you see with California. Massachusetts got an initiative coming up on the ballot soon. And even individual so, cities, like what's going on with Seattle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true, too. I'm you know, Again, cities, that's going to depend on what state you're in, because maybe in some state cities will have that power. I don't know if they have that kind of power here in, say, Florida, but... Uh, yeah, I think it will be more more locally. And, yeah, you know, the federal government is always 10 to 20 years behind the times anyway on anything. So that's why I'm just like, yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to not going to worry too much. Yeah. Well, I was going to say yeah. on our first show almost a year ago, uh, Hannibal and I, I think I think it was actually the first story of the first show. We talked about the PRO Act, which was basically AB5 at a federal level. And uh, thankfully that that never passed. And especially, I mean, if they're going to do anything with it, they'd have to do it be between now and November. Um, but and they, got, uh, they, got I, bigger, I, they got bigger fish to fry. So yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, who knows what the, what could happen with that, but anyway, we're going to take our, our second break. And this is an, a promo for delivery TV, Luis uh, in uh, Houston. Uh, uh, Brian actually, uh, he did a promo like this for his channel back when it was called Inscar Bulldog. So I was, I was texting with Brian over the weekend. I'm yeah, like, did I you read that commercial yet? He's like, no, nah, I haven't had a chance. Uh, so uh, Brian. It's a crazy month. Yeah. It, it, it's, insane. it's graduation time. I've got two daughters graduating, one from high school, one from middle school. Oh, yeah. And then just usual family stuff on the home front. So, yeah, I, I'll, I'll get to it. And I got, I'm taking tomorrow off, so hopefully I can do it then. And this is uh, this is an open as I said this in other other shows. This is an open thing for all GigTubers. If you want to make a essentially a commercial for your channel or your podcast or whatever, um, I will run it on this show free of charge. I don't know how much traction it's going to get you, but you know I like to help out uh, fellow GigTubers. So, and, and Hannibal doesn't need it since he's here all the time anyway. But. Um, you know, any any of the up and coming smaller GigTube channels, if you want to do a, a commercial like this, uh, just send it on over to me and I will run it. So speaking of which, let's take a pause for the cause. Hi, I'm Luis Berti and I have a YouTube channel called Delivery TV, a channel where we talk everything that have to do with delivery in Spanish. 
we try to help the Hispanic community to earn more money and be more professional. Thank you. Yep, so check out Delivery TV, uh, link in the show notes. He It is all in Spanish, I will say that, but I mean, with Google Translate and with the captions, you can translate it to English or whatever language you speak. And uh, man, Luis, he gets like tons, <laughs> tons and tons of views and engagements on not just YouTube, but on Instagram, TikTok, all his, all his channels. Random videos this year. Hey, GigTube. Thanks for helping out fellow GigTubers. Yeah. That's why I did that uh, GeekTuber directory a couple months ago. And actually, I missed a whole bunch of people. So, well, I'm not going to remake that for another year. So, anyway, now we get to the fun. Driven Dad. You, you, you posted something. I got to give a shout out to Driven Dad. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, he, he commented on one of my videos recently. So, hi. I saw you say yeah. hello on there. So, I just wanted to say hi back. Yeah, Tony, if you're still watching, um, you know, make a 20, 30 second spot for your channel. I'll run it on this show. All right, so let's move on to the fun portion, and we got well, we got another another New York City, another New York Post thing. Uh, New York City restaurants yawn at Grubhub citywide free lunch promotion. Grubhub is offering to pick up the tab for lunch across New York City next week, and restaurants are yawning. The barrage of freebies from food delivery companies, including rivals Uber Eats and DoorDash, as well as grocery apps like Getter, GoPuff, and Gorillas, uh, is reaching new heights. Experts say. The latest from Grubhub is a promotion promising a free lunch to anyone who wants one on May 17th. That's tomorrow. Diners uh, won't be able to spend more than $15 on the meal, and they will still be on the hook for other surcharges like tax and tip. If the order exceeds $15, the customer gets a $15 discount. Restaurant owners who are alerted about the promotion by Grubhub this week are not expecting it to overwhelm their eateries because food delivery discounts have become increasingly common. I'm going to jump down to the end here. Grubhub is trying the promotion to the fact or is tying the promotion to the fact that more New Yorkers are returning to their offices, but has extended it to the five boroughs as well as surrounding areas of New York and New Jersey. That includes most counties in the Garden State, Long Island, and parts of Pennsylvania. Grubhub has struggled since the lifting of pandemic era lockdown measures as diners have resumed eating at restaurants. DAP has been steadily losing market share to competitors, including DoorDash, which is now the largest delivery service in New York City. So, um, <clears throat> again, I'm going to turn it up. Yeah, Hannibal, you can get free lunch or at least 15 bucks off. I don't know if you ever use Grubhub as a customer, but yeah, you don't, you don't have to be in an office. I mean, you're in. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'll look at it. I mean, usually these kind of like f discounts, if if I'm already in the process of ordering, then I'll probably use it. I don't know if I want my way to order them. It's kind of like the IHOP free pancake. Like that's the day I don't go to IHOP if I ever do. Like I'm assuming, <laughs> it'll, I, you know, I don't know why that that restaurant or tour seems to be so pessimistic i mean yeah it, it's an opportunity possibly to get more than just that one that 15 dollars usually you're gonna you're gonna spend more than that anyway so I, it is interesting that they don't seem to have a lot of confidence maybe because we all realize like your grubhub is on their way out um but grubhub is still pretty decent in this market in terms of people ordering and are you gonna are you gonna fire up the app tomorrow yeah, I mean, probably. they'll at least be orders. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, yeah, because my, my wife is not feeling well. She got a cold, so I doubt she's going to be cooking. I'm Look, I'm catching a cold, too. So, yeah, we probably... It's only between 11 and 2, though, that you get the free free lunch. Uh, I'll be around. <laughs> I'll, I'll check it out. But I was going to say... That why, why, why the bad person who runs a restaurant? Because, yeah, tons of... Yeah, that's the thing, too. All of these companies have tons and tons of promotions... Every like in your inbox, every once in a while, like, Uber Eats will come out. Hey, yeah, here's, here's twenty dollars 
uh, DoorDash, he has 15. Like, yeah, we get them all the time, but it seems like Grubhub is trying to get a better stranglehold in the New York City area. So why is he not, why is he more optimistic? But, you know, he knows yeah. more about the restaurant industry than I do. So I, I was actually surprised that Grubhub is doing this because, I mean, we all know that Grubhub mm-hmm. is in dire straits and they're going to lose so much money on this. It's it like, I guess they're like just going for broke, you know? Yeah, it seems it's screaming some kind of level, some desperation, like a hail mary kind of thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't think this is gonna do anything to no. boost their. I mean, you know, it's funny. I was watching a Cheers rerun last night. I mean, and that and it's from like 1990 or 91. And Woody, he placed an ad in like one of those coupon books for a free drink at Cheers. And then Sam was mad at him because he's like, "This just brings in deadbeats. They get their free beer, and then they they never come back." And like, this is like. But the, the group, same the group on crowd. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. We got one more. We got our, here's our only video of the week. Uh, hang on. I got to change the settings here. All right. Here we go. All right. So disa- I haven't watched it. Well, that's not true. I did watch this. Uh, disabled one says delivery driver discriminated against her over her tip. Um, now I'm just gonna play the TikTok. I believe it's only a minute. I don't know if you guys saw this or not. It's a minute and six seconds, so it can't be too long. All right, so we're gonna react to this in real time. Uh, turn the volume on. This is kind of what they're referencing. Yesterday I ordered some food from Grubhub, and when my food was delivered, I received this message from my driver. Unfortunately, I had to respond with this message. My driver in retaliation for receiving a 26% tip, which he did not like, left my food in the middle of my driveway. I am in a wheelchair, so I couldn't go get my food in the middle of my driveway. I ended up having to wait an hour until my caregiver came home so that I could eat. When I approached Grubhub about the issue, they decided it wasn't really that big of a problem and didn't do a whole lot. So I'm hoping that we can spread some awareness here as to how this is discriminatory and hopefully things like this never happen again. You can see the <laughs> the bag of food like in the middle of nowhere. All right, so I don't know if you guys watched that when it first came out or if this was your first time seeing it, but my 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 first impression is, wow, what an asshole. I mean, 26%, that's a really good tip. And I, I don't know how far he had to drive to get to her, but, and and I, the only thing I would kind of push back against, against her is that he does, he probably doesn't know that you're in a wheelchair. Um, unless like maybe she put in her delivery notes, but that's still, uh, as always is the case with these kind of viral videos is there's probably a backstory that, and we're only getting one side because uh, like what would spurn this guy to just be a complete dick out of the blue to leave this woman's food in the middle of the driveway, you know, but I'll, I'll take your word for it. I mean, fuck that guy. Yeah. I, I think, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, he took the order. So, you know, you took the order. You didn't have to take it if if it wasn't worth, it wasn't, you know, the worth you thought it was. Like you thought, okay, I should get paid more than you don't have to take it. Um, I, the whole idea of tip it, of texting people a tip, it's like, the, it's like trying to strike. It doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. You're just wasting your time and energy. But there are some people who, for some reason, think that 
this makes you feel better by taking it and saying tip better or whatever. Again, it, like you said, Chad, it could be a little bit more going on in the story, but the idea that you think you're going to, you know, have a lesson, right? You, you're, you're trying to do some kind of lesson here. It doesn't work. You're wasting your time and you come across like a complete jerk. So I, I don't understand um, that, that person's uh, motive. Yeah, that driver just needs to get out of the business. He, he's 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 in the wrong business, period. Exactly. If you can't provide a basic customer service of leaving it either at their door or handing it to the customer through the door, just just do us all a favor and leave. You know, <laughs> that's it. All right. Well, God. we got a, a slightly less sad story for our next one also from newsweek uh, this is a our fellow geek tuber lavaris has mentioned this in this story uh delivery driver calls out customers tip baiting so evil he held like the the video right here this is not the video all right so the tipping system when it comes to delivery drivers is a recurring hot topic online with social media apps giving drivers the opportunity to speak out this time logan be quiet with social media apps uh this time, Instacart driver and TikTok user That Gig Life shone a light on the practice of tip baiting, something that plagues the driver, the gig driver economy, according to drivers. Tip baiting sees drivers abuse the ability to change a tip after a delivery on apps like Instacart and DoorDash. It involves using a high tip to entice the driver to collect their delivery first or to go above and beyond to collect it, only to greatly reduce the sum after the job has been completed. With the majority of delivery driver salaries being made up by tips, they prioritize those words that will pay out. Viral videos often depict food orders without tips waiting to be collected at restaurants. Actually, we'll talk about that in the next story. While those with tips get collected rap rapidly. Inscart suggests a 5% tip on orders, but GigLife stumbled across an order offering a $385 tip on an order. Is this tip baiting? He asked, showing just how cautious drivers have been needed. Um, so I, they usually have the video embedded right here, but I mean, it's literally like a, a five second video and last time i checked it was like a half million views so i mean brian you do instacart if you saw an order with a 385 dollar tip i believe it was for costco so i mean it's plausible that could be a real tip but uh we i would probably swipe on it just because like you see that high of a payout like I, I would be tapping on that so fast. I wouldn't, I, I'll figure out the details later. I would just grab that thing as fast as I could. I did get an order uh, one time. It was for a $120 tip. And wow. I took it. I got it. I was suspicious. I made the delivery 24 hours past, no changes. So it was good. And I've, I've gotten, you know, wow. you know $90 tips, $70 tips. And I, I'm fortunate. I've never been tip baited, at least on Instacart. One time now, on Uber that, Eats, one hundred twenty dollars. Was it at Costco or Sam's Club or Publix? Publix? Yeah. Uh, how much? How big was the order? It was like four hundred dollars. Oh, okay. Wow. That's <laughs> like a twenty twenty five percent tip. Yeah. It was. It was a good. Yeah. It was a good size order. Was it too. like to a mansion or something? Do you remember who? No, the no. Was? It was just uh, the guy was a construction worker, I guess, and uh, she was a stay at home mom, I think, and she just didn't want to go to the store with the kids, so that's what they did. Maybe she drank like a four pack of these first. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't understand. Um how often this tip baiting thing occurs when I never, I, I don't remember any, any time being tip baited. If it was, it was something I didn't even notice. I don't, 
how often are people getting tip bait? Is it just something like you that one time it happens and you just kind of just you get so angry? I don't know. I just, I've done all the you know Grubhub, Uber Eats, DoorDash. I don't see this tip baiting thing that everyone tends to complain about. But maybe I'm just been lucky. I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I, I don't know if you guys watch Zach drives fast, but he did a video today talking about tip baiting. He said this should be illegal because he was, you know, showing a tip baiting. It didn't happen to him. It was something that somebody told him or something. And I said, tip baiting. Well, it'll never be illegal either within the terms of the service of the app, and like no city or state is going to outlaw. It. And no, yeah, you know what? You know why? Thing. And maybe I'll do a whole. I haven't made like a. A, like a non-podcast video like a scripted video um in a long time I did, although i did do like two summers ago i did five harsh truths in scart shoppers don't want to hear and one of them in in there was that tip is not something you really need to worry about because like i said i've been doing inscart since 2018 well well before covid and I, you could count on two fingers the number of times i've ever been like legit tip baited um and it was only like five or ten dollars so it wasn't like you know three hundred eighty five dollars um but anyway, so going back to the the Zach drives fast video, I was talking about I'm like uh, tip bidding will never be outlawed or illegal because that tip. Let's say let's say that did happen, and you're an Uber Eats driver, and you know that your tip is 100% locked in. Now you have absolutely no incentive to do a good job. If I was an Uber Eats driver and I got it I, every single order, I would just roll the window down and chuck it out the window. You know. Because they can't take their tip back, you know? Yeah. And um, there's so many drivers out there who are not doing a great job. So the customer should have the option to take the tip away. Yeah. So I don't know this idea of, I don't know. I, I, my personal opinion, I think tip baiting is a really good, engaging topic to put on social media. You get mm -hmm. a lot. And I'm not even talking about gig life. Like he's legit. But I'm saying like other content creators I feel like that's one of the things that you can talk about and get some kind of views. I've been tip baited, I've been scammed or some, something to that effect. I yeah. mean, cause I think it's a very rare thing. Yeah. Very rare. And also like on YouTube and social media, we're in an echo chamber. So like the, so if it does happen to somebody is that they're going to go on YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, whatever, and like comment about it. So like, but you have to, all you have to kind of, it's kind of an economics and one lesson thing is, um it's kind of the broken window fallacy is that you're going by what you see and you're not considering what you don't see is that how many thousands millions of deliveries went fine that weren't tip baited so mm -hmm. you're seeing like this small 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 fraction of orders that this happened to but you know it's just a matter of squeaky wheel getting the grease you know yeah all right, so let's move on to our last story. This is something that I wanted to talk about last Thursday with Steve and Joe from Driven Wild. And uh, I tried to sh play it, but this dude, he deleted the videos, as you can see from here. So I'm just going to read the story this time. Uh, you might remember, I think Hannibal and I talked about this like a few months ago. This dude uh, is a, a famous guy on TikTok. He goes by Professor Pizza. Let's play a game called How Long Until DoorDash Gets Here. Papa John's Burger chronicles wait for a $70 order with no tip to be picked up, sparking debate. Take a drink every time Daily Dot 
<laughs> Does an article is sparking debate in the headline. All right, stories are pervasive. No tip, no trip. DoorDash philosophy continue to dominate TikTok. In the most recent incident to go viral, Papa John's employee at Professor Pizza documented just how long it took for a $70 DoorDash order with no tip to be picked up. Part one of the series currently has over 2.4 million views. Unfortunately, we can't watch it because the dude deleted it. In the first part, the Papa John employees explained that the store he works at received the order, but the store driver was busy with other orders and could not take it. Knowing this, the employee sent the order to DoorDash. Since dashers are going to sit, or, I'm sorry, since dashers are going to see that they did not leave a tip on this large order, I wonder how long it's going to sit. After 20 minutes, the employee posted an update. It's been almost 20 minutes now since I've given the order to a DoorDasher, and still not one has been assigned. Eventually, he says a dasher did come after 10 more minutes. However, he says they did not have a hot bag. Uh, as a result, the employee says he rejected Dasher, which he claimed in a later video was due to both taking pride in his work and his knowledge that a lack of a hot bag result in an unhappy customer who may then ask for a refund. He says the second Dasher then arrived and he didn't have a hot bag, so he turned them away too. After an hour, he says the customer came and picked up the order themselves. The employee claims he also apologized and refunded their delivery fee. Throughout the saga, many users on TikTok were critical of the employee's message. First, some said it was irresponsible of him to pass the order to DoorDash in the first place. I agree. Others claimed that it was possible that the customer planned on tipping cash. No, they didn't. <laughs> in a follow-up series of TikToks, uh, the Papa John employees tested the claim that customers would tip in cash. For the first TikTok, the employee said uh, they received an order just before closing, using this as a test case for whether customers would tip in cash. The result, a $3 tip. So it sucks that this dude lead the videos but um uh, i'm gonna have to kind of side with the mob here is that why would you send a 70 dollar no tip order to doordash when you can send it to a w2 hourly employee that works for papa um, john didn't he say that they he didn't have enough drivers like that's the reason i'm trying to remember the the story uh, let, me, let me go back to the top here like it, that was the reason why he decided to um give the order to some uh, to doordash he said I guess the store only has one driver. It says the store he works at receives the order, but the store's driver was busy with other orders. Yeah. Like so I guess they only have, have one driver. Yeah. <clears throat> it's still funny that the, uh, the, the customer drove themselves to the store and picked it up. But well, I, yeah, I got a question. Cause didn't they also say in there that he was turning away, uh, drivers that didn't have hot bags. Yeah. Two of them. Yeah. Good. Good. I wish more restaurants would do that. Uh, I've only encountered one restaurant that that will do that, but it, nobody. I, I swear, I am the only delivery driver in Pensacola, except for one other one. I met him the other day, and I talked to him. He was a DoorDash driver, and I said, "You're the only other dude in town that uses uh, bags for for food deliveries." He says, "No, DoorDash requires it." I said, well, I never see anybody using them. He says, I know they require it because I got dinged for not using it. <laughs> wow. I, I, over here, everyone has the hot bag. I mean, and some yeah. of the pizza restaurants, especially the really nice ones, like the really nice pizza restaurants, they will not let you take that pizza out. Um, you demonstrating you have a pizza bag. Like they're well, not, New Yorkers like, hey, also not. take their pizza very yeah. seriously, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. Papa John's, like uh, that pizza tastes terrible, but oh, not terrible. I, I'll eat any kind of pizza. It's, it's okay bad. for like a macro chain, you know. Yeah. I like it better than Pizza Hut, but yeah, um, it's funny. I cared. <laughs> it's drinking pizza. I, I can only remember in in all my years and like hundreds, thousands of deliveries that I've done. I've only been turned not turned away, but I've only had one restaurant ever ask me where my hot bag was, and it was actually Chick Fil A. I think it was like 2018 or 2019. 
they no stores ask anybody. I mean, they just it's, the worst is like Chipotle or something like that, where they just put the bags on a shelf at room temperature. Yeah, that's where the, anybody yeah. can. They so they do don't that. they don't care if the customers get it ice cold or piping Chipotle hot. Chipotle doesn't care, but I think particularly with pizza restaurants, at least the ones that are around me, they have signs say, "Hey, listen." Because you, you're, you're damaging their product because yes, they yeah. made this really good pizza and then a doofus comes in with no bag, no way to keep it um, hot. He goes, mm-hmm. drops it off. The pizza doesn't taste as good as it's supposed to be because the person did not have the simple pizza bag. So like DoorDash has to tell people, hey, take a picture. I mean, this is this is the kind of workforce that we have assembled here that they have to yeah. say, hey, listen, take a picture to let us know you have a, have a bag, you dummy, because we don't want you to pick up food and complain and DoorDash has to give them credits. Uh, so it's just it's so simple stuff, yeah. but uh, I would say at least in my area, or, you know, where I've been around, everyone has a bag. Well, not yeah, around here. Around here, there's a lot of mom and pop pizzerias, and then there's also Papa John's, Domino's, Pizza Hut, and they they never ask where your where your hot bag. I actually do have a pizza bag. It's actually a caviar bag I got in like 2018 when DoorDash bought them out, and then they had all their caviar merch for like like I got this huge. I think it's like a 36 inch pizza bag um mm. i got it for like five bucks or something on doordashmerch.com or whatever it was and mm. i still use it although mostly i use it to hold all my cart bags and, but if i do get a pizza order where it actually is a big pizza i will use it but i only use it maybe twice a month or so you know mm. most of the pizzas i do are personal pizzas and they'll just fit in the regular doordash red bag mm-hmm. do you have a, a pizza bag brian Yes, I do. I got three different ones, different sizes. So yeah. he comes prepared. <laughs> I oh, I am. <laughs> That's I why am, you look at my it. videos. You look over my shoulder when I'm doing them in the car. I got bags that are like stacked up this high in the back there, seat. I saw a, this is an old video of your driver, Mike. He was literally had like a bunch of bags, and he was testing the how hot they stay with a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he's very thorough. It's not even funny. They were just I was like, wow, this guy putting a lot of dedication into, I guess, figuring out what's the best hot bag to use. Well, I'll just, just take one and run with A it. good pizza bag will keep your pizza hot for about 45 minutes or so. I yeah. know this because I ended up m- making a delivery. The customer wasn't at the house. It turns out it was the wrong house. Somebody else lived there. The customer wasn't responding to me. Called Uber. It was a Marco's pizza order. And uh, Uber says, well, we're just going to cancel the delivery then. And I didn't get to go home until like 45 minutes later. And the food was still hot in there. So it was it was great. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that about wraps it up for this show. Um, here's the part where Hannibal and Brian get the plug. I mean, well, Brian already talked about that uh, yeah. the crazy redneck the guy. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, Oh, it's already, that, yeah. it, it was that woman's well not not the not the crazy driver you know the crazy driver story uh but that story that i told in the beginning of this podcast about the the dude chasing me off the property it was that customer's husband so she she texted me at the end she's i'm sorry that was my husband he didn't know anybody was coming and i was like well too late now i've already called uber and we're we're taking care of it this way so that, you gotta control uh, your husband <laughs> yeah, that's that story is both hilarious and disturbing. 
Well, again, I, I had a, uh, you know, when, when two people got out of the car, I didn't see this. Actually, I didn't see the second person get out of the car until I watched the dash cam footage afterwards when I was driving away. Because I saw a door open on one side, and then the other side, one was opening, and I didn't see it. So those guys were fixing to hurt me. So I, I was. I got to see that dash. I got to see that dash cam footage. Put it as like a private or an unlisted video or something. Hmm. Okay. Hey, yeah, that's Uber idea. guy Tony just got here. Hey. Well, we're just about to wrap up, Tony. He's yeah. on the West Coast, so yeah, it's probably like dinner time. He's now. probably just finishing <laughs> up his work day. <laughs> yeah. I think he works like six to three or something. Um, Hannibal, you got anything to promote? I mean, I know you've been on uh, Johnson's podcast a lot lately, and Kim and Gary Middleton. I'm I was listening amazed. to him in the car today. Yeah, uh, you know, every once in a while, I check out with UDM. You know, I'm all over the place. I like to live stream. It's my thing. So I'm always around. Uh, I just released a video today. I'm probably going to edit another video, probably release that either Wednesday or Thursday. I'm always around doing something. So just check me out. Hannibal's Hungry. That's the name of the YouTube channel, if you didn't know. <laughs> and like I said, on I'm off tomorrow night, my first Tuesday night off in a while, but I will be back. Wednesday afternoon, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. GMT, that's Greenwich Mean Time, interviewing Atlanta Delivers. So this is going to be our first ever British gig tuber on the show. Not the second, or not the first, uh, Precious Lesko from Canada was our first non-American gig tuber. So, but she's our first uh, from Europe. So that's pretty And you said cool. she's like gig mom, huh? In, in the fact that, well... Yeah, she actually does have a daughter. Uh, I think she's like two or three. I, I follow her on Instagram. She's adorable. <laughs> does she cuss while she's driving? Because I like that part, you know. <laughs> oh, no, I'm talking about the her daughter is adorable. Well, yeah. Atlanta, yeah. Atlanta I, well, I, I, I knew you were saying that, but I'm just saying, that does does the mother, you know, <laughs> does Atlanta deliver? No, she, she's very, very friendly. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, gang yeah. mom's friendly too, but yeah, she, she's just a riot too. By the Sorry. way, this guy, I don't know if you've been seeing in the chat, uh, Mr. Bear has been talking about, complaining about Instacart shoppers and replaced by robots. But, dude, you're like an hour late. We talked about Instacart like an hour ago. So we were talking about pizza deliveries gone wrong. You know, you got something about. Although, actually, Uber is introducing uh, robot delivery in parts of L LA. It's just like those same you know, Yandex robots that are on like certain college campuses, you know, they're just like coolers on wheels, basically. Um, I, I didn't think it was like really that newsworthy enough to cover. Maybe we'll talk about it on Thursday morning. So uh, yeah. So I will be back on Thursday morning with Steve and Joe from Driven Wild, who was on last Thursday and also on the last uh, interview podcast. So I think Joe might be a regular Thursday morning uh, guest. His, his channel is a lot like this one where he kind of talks about, the viral video or the big news uh, of the day. So yeah, check out uh, driven wild shout out to him. All right. So uh, I guess about wraps it up unless anybody's got something to plug or promote or whatever. I mean, I guess we just did. <laughs> <laughs> well, your, your, your cat's making his appearance. My cat tried to make his appearance, but I ended up shuffling him off the, the desk. He, he already made the appearance in the video I posted tonight. So yeah. Usually if I tap the, uh, the armrest here, he jumps up. No, you know what? They want their uh, cat candy. That's why. Oh, All right. Okay. 
right, you know, we got a new outro now, so I will play that and we will wrap it up. Have a good night, everybody, and I will see you on Wednesday. Good night. Yep. Bye.